This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini-sode. We read you your stuff. We read you your emails. That's right. And then they're your stories. Yeah. Finally, you get a say. <laughs> um, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Hey, y'all. The whole world is a shit show right now, so I figured you'd enjoy a bit of a palate cleanser. I swear to God, all of the emails I read this week, it feels like that's what everyone is doing because yeah. every single one was either lighthearted or just kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's very nice. I think that's, it's a good idea for people to just have, have an escape. Maybe since but, we're not doing fucking hoorays lately, like for next week, everyone can send in lighthearted stories and we can just do a whole episode of lighthearted stories. Sure. For next week. And then, you know, we'll be lighthearted. Uh, please donate money. Black Lives Matter. And also they had a really huge, amazing um, marches in Brooklyn and in Los Angeles for black trans lives because the fucking government just passed a law that puts so many trans lives at risk. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. Please read up if you don't know anything about it. It's really frightening. Medical people can de deny care to trans people if they so choose. It's, it's no longer illegal. Horrible. It's absolutely it's inhumane and disgusting and yeah. it has to change um and it's beautiful because thousands and thousands of people showed up to show that it matters to them so if you have any extra money right now um donating to trans lives support systems of all kinds but especially black trans lives the most uh high risk that'd be a really good idea 100 percent right. So then back into this email. Hey, y'all, the whole world is a shit show right now. So I figured you'd enjoy a bit of a palate cleanser. Last April 2019, an incredible story came out of uh, the little town of Mabane, North Carolina. Hope I'm, I'm hope I'm pronouncing Sounds that right. right. M-E-B-A-N-E. Yeah. Mabane. 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 Uh, which is about five miles from where I grew up. An 11-year-old boy was home alone in the middle of the day um, when he heard a knock at his front door. He went to answer the door, and while he was talking to the young man out front, an accomplice broke in through the mm. back. Once the second man was inside the house, he grabbed a gun that, leaning against the kitchen wall, parentheses North Carolina, a true classic. <laughs> Everyone's just got a gun leaning against their kitchen wall. Yeah, it's just standard fare. And the man at the front door pushed his way inside. Mm. The robbers forced the young boy into an upstairs closet at gunpoint and began to ransack the house. The 11-year-old, though, was not about to let his shit get taken. <sighs> he creeped out of the closet and down the hall into his bedroom, where he grabbed the machete he had hanging above his bed. What? Why did an 11-year-old have a machete? Not entirely sure, but he said he bought it with his allowance money. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Any <laughs> anyway, this tiny 11-year-old boy takes his machete and sneaks down the stairs to see the burglars bent over his TV console trying to disconnect the gaming equipment. This kid said hell no and ran up to the robbers, machete raised, and hit one squarely in the back of the head. Immediately, <laughs> immediately, the second unhurt intruder bolted while the man who had been struck turned to fight the boy before realizing blood was pouring down his face and he took off running too. 
The boy then called 911 and an APB was sent out to all hospitals for a young man with a head wound. Sure enough, a few hours later, he serviced at a local satellite hospital and sheriffs were dispatched to guard his door until he was stable enough to be taken into custody. Somehow the man ended up walking out of the hospital in his hospital gown, head bandaged with a cup of water and made it to a town 20 miles away and hid out for a few days with, uh, before his grandmother turned him in. Yeah. This was big news in our little community, so local news stations flocked to interview the boy about his heroics. From this point forward, I would like all interviews to be with 11-year-old boys because he sent a message to the robbers, quote, you shouldn't have done what you've done, and you're better off to get a job than breaking into other people's houses. Stay sexy. (laughs) Stay sexy and keep a machete over your bed and never underestimate an 11-year-old, Elise. Wow. That's some like the kid who was cutting down the pol- the telephone poles level of like. Yeah, but at least this was for a reason. Yeah, no, yeah. this was positive. It, yeah, this this <laughs> this kid wasn't just raising hell. He was just like, well, oh, my God, yeah, you come into my home then I'm going to enact the, the machete law. I love it. OK, this just starts. Hi. So the other day, I stumbled upon one of your older episodes where Georgia said something along the lines of being terrified of being shot in traffic. And well, that reminded me of a tragedy that happened in my town a year back. I live in a smallish city a few hours outside of Des Moines, Iowa, called Cedar Falls. For the most part, we don't see a whole lot of crazy stuff out there, just uh, suburban dads with their lawnmowers and little old ladies tending to their gardens. But on April 28th, 2019, a woman had picked up her boyfriend and a friend after work around 2.30 a.m. They were driving home along a wooded area on the highway when a bullet uh, struck through her window, passing through her neck and lodging in her boyfriend's mouth in the passenger seat. Oh, my God. She was able to pull over. And then it says, can you fucking imagine? But was announced dead at the scene. Her boyfriend ended up making it, but the police found literally nothing. No one came forward, no suspects, no idea what happened. I found an article where the police suspected it could have been a hunting accident, but who the fuck is hunting at 2.30 in the morning? Mm -hmm. It's unfortunately still unsolved today. You bet your ass I didn't drive that highway for a few months afterward. So, uh, yeah, thanks for being really cool. Sorry in advance, Georgia, for solidifying any fears of being shot while driving. Stay sexy and... Don't fucking drive anywhere, Brianna. Wow. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's weird. It seems like they should do something about gun laws in this country. But anyway, that's um, crazy, Karen. We got a we got a lot of other we got a lot of stuff to take care of in yeah. this country. Okay. Now the subject line of this one is my grandpa almost killed someone, the fishing pond pervert. Mm. Good evening. This is my hometown, but this is not my story. This is the story of the time my mom saw her dad almost kill a pervert. My parents grew up on the south side of Chicago, where nature is hard to come by besides a few of the nastiest and most likely radioactive fishing ponds you've ever seen or smelled. Mm. Wanting to teach his young children some outdoor skills, my grandpa would take my mom and her brothers and sister to go fishing in the ponds when they were maybe five through eight years old. They went almost every weekend, but... um, But soon those innocent fishing trips turned dark when a mysterious old creep would reportedly find my eight-year-old mom and try to lure her into his car with promises of ice cream. Oh, God. Yeah. 
After a horrific incident where he revealed himself to my baby angel mother, she used her murderino instinct and told my grandpa about the pervert. My grandpa, angry and horrified, found the man by his car, grabbed him by the neck, <gasps> held him there for about two minutes and shouted, if you ever come around here again, I will fucking kill you. <sighs> now... It may not seem that crazy of a punishment to whoever would do a gross thing to a child, but for my extremely old-fashioned, devout Irish Catholic family, you know this shit was real when grown-ups dropped the notorious F-word. Am I right, Karen? Yes, you're right. <laughs> anyway, the fishing pond pervert was sufficiently scared to death and was never seen there again. My grandpa is a calm and mild-mannered man, but if you fuck with his kids, he will fucking kill you. Aww. Thank you for helping me through the absolute darkest and most lonely time of my life. I was suffering severe workplace sexual harassment when I found the podcast two years ago. Your badass riot girl attitudes and humor have inspired me to fuck politeness and get justice for my harassment, go to therapy, and to kick off my comedy career. I hope we can cross paths someday. A. Oh my God, A. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well wow. done. Well done. Badassness runs in your family, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay, this is Grandma's Near Miss with a Double Murderer. Hi to my honorary big sisters. The world is ending. Donate to Black Lives Matter. That's how it starts. Then it says, my grandmother grew up in Springfield, Vermont. Springfield was the quintessential Vermont town where everyone knew everyone and cows outnumbered humans. My grandmother told me that as, a, as children, she and her sisters often slept on their front porch at night to avoid the summer heat. This was really a testament to the trust in the neighborhood because there was no lock on the screen door of the porch. It was one such summer day in 1952 that two convicted murderers broke out of Windsor Prison 15 miles north of Springfield. Their names were Donald DeMag and Francis Blair. They rammed a prison laundry truck into the gates surrounding the correctional facility and escaped on foot. DeMag was in prison for a previous murder and Blair was his accomplice. They fled through the woods of Vermont to Springfield and emerged from the forest right next to my grandmother's home. The two men entered the home of my grandmother's neighbors and family friends, the Weatherups. Demag and Blair beat Elizabeth. Sorry, Demag and ba oh my God, Demag and Blair beat Elizabeth Weatherup and her husband with a lead pipe while attempting to rob them. Elizabeth succumbed to her injuries and tragically passed away. Demag and Blair were apprehended and sentenced to the electric chair in February of 1953. The two men became the last to ever be put to death in the state of Vermont. It chills me to think of what those men could have done to my grandmother and her family, and it serves as a reminder that life is fleeting. Also, a good reminder to put a fucking lock on your porch. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Y'all are queens. Grace. Wow. He would have just Horrifying. stumbled upon little girls sleeping on the porch. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so, That's so creepy. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye.
The subject line of this is hello to George and George only. Oh, oh finally. In the subject line. Um, hello. I just listened to episode 222 entitled That's How Water Works and mentioned to my partner that there was a story about a 17-year-old surviving a plane crash in the Peruvian jungle. Normally, we have a deal. I don't tell him my murder stories and he doesn't tell me his spooky ESP shit. It works fine for us. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, right. That's a good agreement. But I broke the rules because one, it's not a murder. It's just a horrible plane crash. And two, I figured that even though he was only 18 months old at the time of the crash, he's from Lima and he might have heard of the story. Mm. Ladies, <laughs> he tells me he does know that story. In fact, the priest slash principal of his all boys Jesuit high school, yikes, was the brother of the pilot. <gasps> but buckle up. Because that's not all. The principal was also a friend of my partner's family and told my partner that after the search was called off, the pilot's family begged the Peruvian Air Force to continue searching and brought in a clairvoyant to convince them. The clairvoyant said that she knew where the plane was, gave them specific coordinates, and that there were survivors. The Air Force refused, saying that they had already searched that area and that the plane wasn't there. After Julianne was found, parentheses, what a badass, the Air Force went back in and found the remains of the cockpit exactly where the clairvoyant <laughs> said it would be. They also found the pilot's body. He was still warm. What? Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, there's theories that the, <gasps> some people in that crash died after the crash. They didn't die oh, immediately. I have full body chill right? happening right now. Also, isn't it crazy that it's like, you don't tell me your murder stories. Yeah. I don't tell you my ESP. <laughs> this has all. Totally. It has everything. I love it. This has everything. Um, my partner said that the pilot's family was understandably haunted by the fact that if the search hadn't been called mm -hmm. off or if the Air Force hadn't dismissed the clairvoyant, they might have gotten to the pilot in time. Apparently, it's well known in Peru that Julianne's story was kind of spun into a, quote, Christmas miracle to draw attention from the fact that there would have been more survivors if the Peruvian Air Force hadn't called off the search so early. Stay sexy and follow the water. Lydia and Miguel in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Amazing. Amazing, right? Wow. Oh, I just yeah. like wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. How exciting that must have been. For real. and But also it's like, yeah, that it, I don't think it's that common that clairvoyants are brought in and then t are proven to be exactly right with what they said. Totally. It's amazing. Totally. Ooh, I want more clairvoyant stories. I want more like, yeah. like weird coincidency that couldn't have been a coincidence. Like, you know, the one couple who you can, who met and they looked at their photos from 20 years before and they were like taking the same photo in different position places. It's, I'm not explaining it right. Is that real? Well, there's one, yeah. And there's another one that like, <laughs> you're like, or this would be the best version no, of the story. <laughs> it's real. And then there's another one that these couple married and they got these photos and it's of, she's like, this is my soccer team when I was little. And he was like, that's my soccer team when I was little. And it's, they're in the photo, the soccer team together. They're like no. from two towns over or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. How cute is that? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear those. Okay. Coincidences? We don't think so. Okay, this one. Um, I helped. Let's see. It's it's called. I helped someone who wasn't in a safe place. Hola, sexy ladies. Thank you. 
So I'm just going to jump right in. I worked for a security company from October 2019 till February 2020. I answered phone calls to set up new clients or answered questions about the company. It was around eight o'clock when I got a call from a guy. And the first thing he said after I answered was, yeah, I'd like to order a pizza. And he sounded uneasy. So because all I do is watch true crime, I sent an IM to three of my managers telling them I thought I was getting a call for help. Never been trained in this stuff. So I just asked him how many people and he answered three pepperoni. And by that time, (laughs) one of my managers had rushed over to me and was on the phone with 911. I was typing what he told me so my manager could tell the operator. And luckily, I could get a name and address. I told him the police were on their way. He said, thank you and hung up. I just sat with my manager waiting to make sure that we knew the police got there. And not more than an hour later, the police showed up at the office to talk to me. They let me know it was a 12-year-old kid who was spending parent time with his mom and she took him to a drug dealer's house and he had seen weapons on the table and didn't feel safe. Luckily, the kid was okay and the mom was charged with child neglect and a ton of drug charges. I quit two days later because I decided I wanted to work for CPS, Child Protective Services. Unfortunately, I needed some schooling for it. So once the COVID-19 is over, I can start school and be able to help kids on purpose. Thanks for being kick-ass women and keeping me entertained at my new desk job. Stay sexy and always remember the pizza code, Morgan. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah. You guys remember to order a pizza if you need secret help. Yeah. Oh, my God. And 12 years old, too. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like all mine were real bummers today. Actually, that story ends in a real yeah. up note because she's actually or they're actually um, going to help more kids that might be in peril. That's totally. really lovely. Very brave. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. Uh, Send us your stories, positive or negative, at myfavoritemurder at Gmail. Or ESP. Don't forget those ones. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant just send them ESP. (laughs) (laughs) Try to send us messages with your mind for sure. But positive, negative, weird coincidence, ESP based doesn't have to be uh, provable. No, absolutely not. Um, Thanks for listening, you guys. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?